Welcome back for the last regular season HS Extra Pep Talk podcast for football. I'm your host, Spencer Turkin, alongside my partner, Joe Serrera. It is Paige Grimsley week, and uh, there are a whole bunch of other games that are going on, too. This is not the only game in town, I promise you. It only you. feels that way for a lot of people. Uh, so we're going to quickly run through a few other games, and then we'll focus uh, our attention on Grimsley and Paige. Let's start with Dudley at Western, uh, the Hornets. The surprise team in the area this year. Yeah, the, the schedule contributed to it. They they played some teams that, that they were capable of beating, but that's that's what any coach who's trying to rebuild things wants to do. Uh, Brian Terwilliger's got those kids playing hard, believing. Uh, this would be a huge, huge ask and upset for Western Guilford to beat Dudley here. Uh, Mount Tabor's loss to Parkland last Friday gives Dudley a chance to at least share the Piedmont Triad 3A title. Uh, if... Uh, Mount Tabor were to lose this week, Dudley would would win it because they've already beaten Parkland, who also has a chance to share the title. But uh, uh, this is going to be a real uh, test for Western Guilford to see if they can they can compete on a, on a level playing field with a, a team as talented as Dudley. If, they're not going to make the playoffs, the Hornets, uh, but pulling an upset here would really give them a huge bit of momentum leading into next season and show the kids who are coming back that, yeah, we're doing things the right way. We've turned this thing around, and it's going to get better. High Point Christian playoff game, semifinals against Indian Trail Metrolina Christian. Yeah, uh, this is a Division II semifinals. The NCISAA does things a little bit differently. They pick basically their top uh Four teams uh, after the regular season, and those teams are in Division One for the playoffs, it's semifinals and a final. Then the next eight teams go into Division Two. That's where the High Point Christian Cougars find themselves uh, this year. They've won a couple of championships at that level. Uh, Indian Trail Metro Line of Christian is a team that uh, Coach Scott Bell's Cougars are intimately familiar with. Uh, they knocked High Point Christian out of the playoffs last season uh, at disappointing end in the semifinal round, and then on October 25th. They beat High Point Christian 24-14 during the regular season this year. Uh, but this is a healthier High Point Christian team than we saw back then, and this should be a very interesting matchup. Northern Guilford, the number seven team in our poll, is over at Western Alamance. This is a must-win game for these two. Yeah, the Mid-State 3A, Eastern Alamance is your champion. They're 10-0 and overall, 6-0 and in the league, and they're going to be playing a struggling, winless McMichael team this week, so you can pencil them in as 11-0, 7-0. So first place is decided. Northeast Guilford, which has beaten both of these teams, Northern Guilford and Western Alamance, their only loss to Eastern, they're going to finish second. There's no way around that. This is for third place, and while both of these teams are going to be in the playoffs, Third place is the automatic. That Their league gets three automatic spots. Third is automatic, and, and you're seated higher than an at-large team. So that is very important to both of these teams, and it's momentum going into the playoffs for both of them. It most definitely is. Uh, let's take a look at number 10 Eastern Guilford at Southern Guilford real quick. Yeah, this is a game that uh, Southern Guilford needs pretty much to make the playoffs. If they win this, they'll be 3-3 three and three in the league. They'll have a tiebreaker on Eastern Guilford. Williams is also in the picture for that spot. They're both fighting for spots behind first place, Southeast Guilford, which is clinched in Southern Alamance. But this is a big game, especially for Southern Guilford. Jason Bradley, the Bear down there, trying to get things turned around at Southern Guilford to where they were a few years ago. And this would be a big win and a big step for that program. Uh, and the biggest matchup of the week, uh, Serrera versus Turkin. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yes. 
Joe, I went 15 and 0 last week. Yeah, I, I tweeted this out. When you go 14 and 1 and you lose ground, you know that you're going against a, a heavyweight, somebody that is not to be messed with. So that's kind of where we are this week. You've, you've got a two game lead on me now, heading into the final week of the regular season and the playoffs, and that's uh, where championships are often won and lost. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, we're both uh, well over uh, 80%, so I think we're doing okay. JP lost his in preseason. But, yes. Uh, well, yeah, but you know, maybe maybe he'll be back to compete with us next year. We'll see. <laughs> Let's go ahead and take a look at the number one team in the region, Grimsley, uh, going up against Page, unranked Page. Uh, this is uh, complete opposite world that we're used to living in. Uh, in this one, Grimsley has not won this game since two thousand six. And Joe Page has been to the playoffs in every year, including the year that they only had three wins uh, with Will Jones as a sophomore quarterback. Javon Leak is Javon a sophomore, Leak is running, sophomore back. running back. DeAndre Overton is a junior wide receiver. There was a lot of young talent on that team, but yeah, they, and, only, and they still made the playoffs. Yes, yes. So things are a little weird right now. Yeah, and and realistically, the only way that Page makes the playoffs and keeps that streak intact is to win this game and share in terms of, of records the Metro 4A title with uh, Grimsley and it would probably also be Ragsdale the Tigers are playing High Point Central this week, a winless High Point Central team so what you'd have is a three way tie all three teams would get into the playoffs and then they would seed them from there, they'd all be seeded as conference champions but then uh, grouped by their uh, Max Preps adjusted rankings so uh, Page would probably be the last of the three to be seeded but uh, this is just just a, a real turnaround. Page got really beat up during their non-conference schedule. Went to, uh, one and six in the non-conference, but boy, did they play some good teams. The one win was over Eastern Guilford. They played East Forsyth. They played West Forsyth. They played Highland Springs, which is a powerhouse team in Virginia. hasn't lost in a few years. Uh, they they played a really brutal non-conference, and they got beat up in the process. Uh, they are still bruised and hurting physically. Uh, as they head into this game, but hey, if you're Page and they told you before the season that uh, your your playoff hopes rested on beating Grimsley and doing it at Marion Kirby Stadium, you probably would have taken that if you were the Pirates. A lot's happened uh, that kind of has changed that around, but this is this is a huge game. This is a playoff game for Page. The uh, players I talked to leading up to the game this week for the Pirates said. The way we're approaching it is this is the first round of the playoffs for us, and we have to win. I think that's that's the mindset they're going to bring over there. I think you're going to see a huge Grimsley crowd over there. This is the third time that the game will be played at Marion Kirby Stadium. Uh, I think this will be by far the most people that uh, Grimsley has ever taken over there. It's supposed to be a little chilly on Friday night. I've seen temperatures anywhere from 30 to 27 degrees at kickoff. But uh, when your team is playing well and you're fired up, you stay a little warmer. Uh, I think the biggest thing for Grimsley in this game is uh, how they come out to start the game, not giving Page the feeling that they can play in this game, that they can compete with the Whirlies. Grimsley has to avoid turnovers. They have to clean up a few things that they've had trouble with on special teams lately. Uh, blocked extra points have been an issue for them this season. Punting. Punting. Only, they had three kicks uh, last week in, in a tough game, a win over Ragsdale. Three punts that went 12 yards or less. That's an area that needs to improve. You know, Those are the kind of things that may not hurt you now but could really hurt you in the playoffs. So they want to get that cleaned up. 
for Page, you know, this this is an opportunity. You know, they, as rough as their season has been, if they win Friday night, they can be call themselves conference champions. They would make the playoffs. You know, that that's a great opportunity for them. Interesting thing with Page, you've got two quarterbacks who've played a lot this year and played well at times. Javondre Page, the senior, Alonzo Barnett, the sophomore. I'm sure they're both going to play. Uh, they bring a little bit different things to the table. Javondre Page, a better runner, but a, a good passer. Alonzo Barnett, a much better passer, not so much a runner. But uh, this would be a huge win for Page. It would be a huge win for Grimsley to win the Metro 4A championship. And the likelihood would be that they would be the number one seed in the 4A West playoffs. Uh, they would get a first. They will get a first round bye. It, whether they win or lose this game, last year was the conference runner up. They had a first round bye and won a playoff game. But uh, the Whirlies got caught up a little bit in some pregame stuff with East Forsyth when they played that big game during the season, and it took them quarter and a half to kind of snap out of that after falling behind 21-0. They were a little sluggish against Ragsdale. I think they wouldn't admit it, but I think they were looking ahead to this game a little bit. But they seem focused and ready. I think it's going to be a good football game, but it's it's uh, it's hard to not pick Grimsley to win this one as well as uh, Daryl Brown's team has played this year. And with all of these opportunities out there for them to end the drought against Page to win the conference, to get that first round by in a probable number one seat. I think they know how important it is, and I think they're going to be ready for it. Joe, my, my big question is Lawson Albright. This is a, a guy who's a mismatch problem for a lot of people. What can Paige do to try and neutralize him if you really even can? Yeah, a unique situation. Uh, his dad, Ethan Albright, the uh, the legendary red snapper of NFL long snapping fame, uh, left Page where he was uh, an assistant coach, moved to Grimsley. He's the AD. His son Lawson went with him. Uh, well, well within the rules of uh, Guilford County Schools. But at 6'5", 220, 225, good hands, good speed, a great blocker. He is a mismatch problem. I think if you're Paige, you've got to try to find someone with some size to put against him. Uh, you know, They've had injury issues with Isaiah Fisher-Smith and C.J. Crump. Those are the kind of guys that I think you'd want to match up with him as a receiver. But he's going to overpower those guys if he's blocking them. And I think that's that's where he's contributed even more than the 10 touchdown catches he's gotten this year. A lot of the Grimsley running game is to whichever side of the field he's on as an H-back or as an attached tight end. He does create matchup problems. He's going to continue to do that. And if you start thinking he's just a blocker, well, that's when he goes down the seam and catches a pass. Uh, ask the folks at Nightdale where he caught four touchdown passes what he can do. Uh, ten touchdown catches leading the state's tight ends at the high school level. Yeah, he's a matchup problem, and uh, I think that's one that Grimsley is certainly going to want to find out where he is, who's he, who he's matched up against, and take advantage of it. Does this Page offensive line have enough to keep their quarterbacks upright? I think that if you're if you're just dropping straight back and letting Travis Shaw and Sincere Burnett and some of the other guys that Grimsley is going to bring uh, to bear as pass rushers, no, I don't think you can, you can be successful doing that if you're Page. However, if you've got Javondre Page and you're moving him around and you're rolling him to his side, you're using him almost as a basketball point guard where you want to get him out and transition on the on on the perimeter and get him in a situation where somebody either has to come up and play him to respect the run or and or if they don't 
He's going to throw a pass to someone. He can hurt you either way. I think he's going to be big in this game. I think Alonzo Barnett is going to be more of a change of pace guy to come in and maybe throw throw a few deep balls. But uh, the page offensive line is, is an area where they've struggled. They've got to block better in this game. They have to play their best game of the season up front if they're going to have a chance. That'll do it for this edition of the HS Extra Pep Talk Podcast. We'll be back next week to start talking about the playoffs right here on HSExtra.com.